Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have with me again one of my dear teachers, Jyoti Ma. And we are going to be talking about returning to our original instructions. So, so important right now with everything that we are facing as a, as a collective, as a planet. And I'm just so grateful that Jyoti's here to, to talk with us today and to share some of her wisdom and understanding about all of this. Let me tell you a little bit about Jyoti before we jump in. Jyoti Ma is an internationally renowned spiritual teacher. She has cultivated projects that demonstrate ways of life that honor the earth and all peoples. As the grandmother vision keeper of the Center for Sacred Studies, she co-founded Kayumari Community with spiritual communities both in America and in Europe. Other projects she has helped to convene are the International Council of 13 Indigenous Grandmothers and the Unity Concert. She is the founder of The Fountain, whose mission is to restore an economic model that is based on reciprocity and collaboration guided by nature and the sacred. She has devoted her life to bringing unity to the planet by facilitating the development of alliances between individuals who are the guardians of indigenous culture and traditional medicine ways. Through this work, Collaborative relationships with organizations that are focused on economic, social, and environmental solutions have developed, creatively addressing the global challenges of our times. Thank you so much for being here today, Jyoti. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm always humbled when I'm asked to sit and share like this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go to break, I'm going to ask you to share with our listeners what your superpowers are, and then we're going to take a quick break and dive into this really important conversation. But before we go there, will you tell our listeners what your superpowers are? I would say that what my sister grandmother said the other day when we were on a webinar, my superpower is grandma. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think that's my big superpower. I think the one that sits with grandma is listening. And opening the arms of acceptance so we can all sit together as one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Listening, so important for us to be doing right now. Thank you, Jyoti. Um, so we're going we're gonna to go to a quick break. Before we go, will you direct our listeners to um, sort of the websites that you want them to receive all the information about you? on what's the most important place they can go to find out more about what you're up to right now. You can go to thefountain.earth. That's going to give you all of the work we're doing with our original people, our indigenous uh, communities around the planet, and also a new initiative that we'll probably talk later about, which is the Mother Earth Delegation of United Indigenous Nations. You can also go to Center for Sacred Studies, Dot org, which is uh, the community and the work that has grown through our ministry globally to help be the legs and the arms of service uh, in response to the initiative the earth needs right now. So those would be the two main ones for me. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay, so stay tuned because we're we're about to kick off some really important stuff that you don't want to miss. So don't go away. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we are back and we are ready to begin this conversation about returning to our original instructions. And maybe as a way of demonstrating what that can look like, I was wondering, Jyoti, if you would kick us off with a prayer here. It's such an intense time on the planet right now. There's so much eruption occurring. and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what you've received from specific elders, from specific nations about this time. But I was wondering if you would just offer us a little prayer to begin with. Absolutely. I always love to pray. So if everyone that's listening out there would just take a moment and sit down, sit down in that center spot, right in the center of yourself near the solar plexus region, the place where your stardust lives where your prana grows things and helps keep life moving through this body system that you have, we have. And if you'll just take a deep breath and breathe into the center of that space and let it light up. And as it does, you're going to feel a vibration that moves through the sound. And let it move out into all of the cells of your body till it fills your entire being with that light and sound of the universe. And it's from this place that we will all gather together in a circle today and we will open to the the world of the divine through our prayer. So here I am. My name is Jyoti Creator, and I'm sitting here with a circle of people, some I know and some I don't know, but you know us all. You know our hearts. You know who we are. You know what drives us forward with our lives. I ask, Creator, at this moment in time, in this history of this planet, that you help us by helping us remember who we are, helping us to stay close to who we are, and to sit on the earth herself so we can reconnect with that earth, the one that is giving us life every single day. I give thanks that this morning I was able to stand up in my skin and take a deep breath, a shared breath that's been here since the original times of this creation, a breath that's been shared through generations and generations and generations till this morning we all stood up and we shared the breath once again. And I give great thanks for continuity of life. 
I give great thanks that the sun rose this morning and started a brand new day. And creator, the times that we're in, so much uh, uh, when I was a girl, when I was a young woman, we were told about the times of change that were coming, the great turning that I was later to learn about was coming. It was in our prophecies. It was in our spiritual teachings that you planted all over this world so we would prepare ourselves and be ready for this new dawn. And now my elders say to me, we're not calling and waiting on the new dawn anymore. It has arrived. The new dawn is here, and we are all part of it. It is a strong moment. It is a moment that requires us to sit down in what my elder, my dear friend Jinky, who's Aboriginal from Australia, says, time to sit down right now in the middle of this coronavirus. We took a moment of pause to sit in our zero points, to light up our fire in those zero points for ourselves, for our family, for our communities, once again, to declare that sovereignty of self, to realign with that with the generational line that brought us into play now, to connect with the ancestor that's standing behind each and every one of us in that line of life that started in those original days and has reached into this moment in time. For that, I give great thanks. I give great thanks to the grandmother of of them all, they say she dreamed us in the place and she's still dreaming us now. So I give great thanks for her and the weavings that she is pulling together in this moment because we've not yet glimpsed at where we're going yet, but we're already in motion and movement. I give great thanks for the prophecies that have been passed down by the Mother Earth herself into the hand of our indigenous elders and teachers, because inside those prophecies are the instruction for how we can walk through these times, wake up in these times, be mindful of our steps in these times. For that, I give great thanks. Mother Earth, you are shaking and moving because you are moving yourself into a brand new 26,000 years cycle. We're finishing one and we're about to move into the other and evolution is marching us as she has done before. That you know the way and that you're reaching out if we will but listen. I give great thanks for your teachings, for your persistence, for the way of life that shows us how to walk again in those original teachings you gave us in the beginning of times. For we are on the way back home to stand in our own authenticity at that original point that started our march as humanity on this planet so long ago. I give great thanks for all of those, Mother Earth, your family that you travel with, the sun, the moon, the Milky Way, the air, the waters, the fire that's in your belly and in your sky. For all of this family is what we're traveling with. It's not just you. We are and are stretching ourselves to 
pull out further and see the family you move with because this is our family too. We're a part of this creation. We're not lords over this creation. We're not sent here to dominate this creation. We're sent to walk inside this creation with honor and with sacred intent. That that is waking in us now, I give great thanks. I know, Creator, that these times of change are not so easy. They challenge us. For as the Kogi have told us, we are the ending times are here, and we must watch the ending so we can stay informed, but we must stay focused on that which is breaking through. Help us stay focused on that which is breaking through. Help us get the rhythm of our lives back in rhythm with you so we can sync ourselves with that original line of life and purpose where we put our Mother Earth first and everything falls in line behind it. All the new systems and the new forms will fall in line behind it. We need to trust her. We need to listen to her and her instruction and stay in the present moment so we can take this walk one moment at a time, so we can embrace what she brings in this moment right now, fully embrace it, integrate it, transmute it, lift it higher, grow within it, integrate it, then she'll bring us the next moment. And so the walk will have begun with consciousness. And for this creator, I give great thanks. For the ancestors who brought us into this moment, handed us things that we might care for, embrace, and use to bring the change, I give great thanks. For the young ones that are standing behind us, the generations that are coming to carry on this walk, when we elders have gone from here, I give great thanks for this cycle of life that honors all life from its beginnings to its end and everything in between. I give great thanks. Oh, creator, my heart is full today for I see this paradox that you have us in this main paradox that is creating the friction and the fire that will bring the change if we can hold steady in it and let you take us home. I see death standing right next to birth. I see old standing right next to young. I see joy standing right next to sorrow. I see history standing right next to present moment. I ask you in this moment right now, Creator, to take a moment and look in the hearts of everyone here. If there's anything heavy upon those hearts, lift it up and move it on so their hearts can fly wide open, so they can hear from their heart and follow the guidance of that. For that will truly bring these moments, these present moments that are gifting us. I give great thanks, Creator, 
that Tatiana has had a good thought and brought it into this space so that we could have this kind of circle today, that we could open up and share in this very big moment on our planet, that we could be honest in our dialogue with one another, that we can unpack things so we can see more clearly what are our choices that are coming before us. For we, like never before, are about to make some very significant choices for our humanity and for my grandchildren and their children's children's children. Let us be conscious of our choicing for with them in mind for all this and so much more, Creator. I give great thanks. I give great thanks. I give great thanks. Oh. oh, thank you. Brought me to tears, Jyoti. Mm. Oh. So, <laughs> where do you go from there? It doesn't feel like there's a lot of questions from that place. Mm. But there is a lot to understand. And I guess for those who are listening right now, I want them to know how you learned how to pray and where, where that instruction comes from. Because from my work with you, I know that you are standing on the shoulders of so many amazing elders and teachers from so many traditions. And it seems like you've been tasked as almost like a messenger uh, for a lot of these, these peoples who, who might not normally, you can reach into places where they might not be able to reach just by themselves. Thank you. I, I think that I'm very clear that part of what I do is I make bridges. Yeah. Um, that part of what I do is I listen to her and she gives me the instruction. I, I don't really, in her means divine mother, I don't necessarily uh, want to go where she sends me sometimes. <laughs> it's, uh, I know I can see it's not going to be easy uh, or it feels like it's more than what I know to do. So I feel overwhelmed by it or uh, not up to it. All those things my ego or my mind might want to do with it. But over the years, uh, I'm in my 73rd year now, and over the years I've come to know and trust her plan because she has a plan. And if I can get out of its way, her plan is delicious, impeccable, and it's for the highest good of every part of this creation. That I've come to know. So I, when she gives me a task, uh, I just, I'm in that moment with it. I don't try to run ahead of it to see where it's going to take me or look behind. I just stay in the moment with it and I receive her instruction and, and it carries me that way. 
that's how the mystery uh, operates itself through us as vehicles of service in, in the in the weaving of all of this, huh? Yeah, I think you just said something so important that I want to sort of reiterate of that not trying, not needing to know where it's going to take you. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about making relations with the unknown. Yeah. And all times on this planet right now, if you want to have, keep your sanity, <laughs> if you want to keep your heart open, if you want to be a part of the solution, then it's a moment where you're going to have to sit down and make relations with the unknown. I remember one time when I was teaching and uh, we were we were diving into what is the unknown. And one woman came up and she was she was almost she took my arms and she was like shaking me and she said, But you have to tell me what is the unknown. I don't understand <laughs> thing, you know. And I looked at her and I said, Okay, unknown. Do you do you know what that that means? Unknown. <laughs> in, in its name it tells you what it is. It's an unknown. Can we make relations with that? Because when we do, we drop out of our heads and we fall into our hearts, and then we're really home. Our heart thinks, but it thinks in a very different way. Our minds, uh, you know, I'm, I'm brought to prophecy again and to a storytelling with you. Mm-hmm. because, um, And I'm going to do an injustice to this because it's much more intricate uh, integral in its telling, but for the because of the due to the shortness of our time together, I will just give the brushstroke of it. There was a time on the planet when all the Americas were one land, and then there was a big shift in on the Mother Earth, and the North America and South America split apart, leaving Central America still connecting them. And that there was a, a prophecy that was put in motion at that time. It's called the Eagle Condor prophecy. And they say that when this happened, that the eagle in the north would start to fly and teach us about our thinking, our mechanisms of thinking. And the condor would begin to fly and teach us about the heart and compassion. And that there would come a time when the eagle would almost push out the condor. And at that moment, something would happen and they would begin to fly together. And when they began to fly together, we will have entered the moment of the condor eagle prophecy. Because as we move up and activate this prophecy, as we follow the instruction of this prophecy, and our community has been a part of this for 15, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it when we were first pulled into walking with this prophecy, but we woke up in that prophecy and in service to it. And it is what is, they say, beginning to bring us all together so we can knock at the door of this new dawn. It's, going to, it's, it's announcing that the new dawn is arriving. And now, as you heard me say, it has arrived. Yeah. So we're in the next level of its teaching. So if, you, if that can be a part of your reality, if you can let that in to sit down at, at your sacred fire and your zero points, it's going to allow you to open up possibilities there and understanding that will help you remember 
For in our DNA, we have the memory and the coding of this. We put skin on this time so we could be here to assist in this moment. It's not something that's happening to us. It's something we're in the moment with to serve and witness, if you will. In India, when I went there to study with Dhyan Yogi and stayed many months, I traveled around and did pilgrimage there as well. And when I would go into many of the temples, they'd have these clocks on the wall. And the clock on the wall, like from 12 to 1, was 2,500 years, from 1 to 2, <laughs> 500 years. And so it went all the way around 26,000 years because the last little sliver, which was very dark, was called the Kali Yuga. Uh -huh. It was the time when this 26,000-year cycle was coming to an end, and so it would fall in on itself, as all things do when they end, so we could open to the next cycle of 26,000 years. So the earth, you see, she, this is her sixth extinction, what the elders call the sixth extinction. She's been through this five times before. She's been through the cycle changing into the next 26,000 years five times before. She knows how to make the walk. That's why it's so important when people get confused and they don't know where they're going to go and, you know, what, what to do with all this that's falling down around us, focus on that which is breaking through. As I said in my prayer, the Kogi gave us a prophecy in our community a couple of years ago, and they said, the ending is falling into the beginning, and the beginning will roll out in 2026. That's not very far off. No, it's not. And it will roll out with those individuals and organizations and movements that are based on original principle. Original principle being reciprocity, collaboration, heart, unity, and all life is sacred. They said it was important to watch the ending so we would stay informed, but to stay focused on that, which was breaking through. And I must tell you that since all of this took place, there are a lot of people that have woken fully up and are looking for that new shiny part that's leading us into that next cycle. It's going through the keyhole as we speak. So yeah. right now they say, you know, the mother unplugged us <laughs> so we could sit down and so she could take a breath. And listen, this, this idea of I can't breathe. It started with her. Yeah. It started with her when fires went across her jungle through her lungs. And it, the coronavirus then went through our lungs. Yeah. And now it's bringing us down to what this wound inside our cultures that we have not been courageous enough to sit down and look at and unpack and forgive ourselves and others for so we could complete this cycle and open to the new dawn. So it's when we look at what are we going to do, the earth is a mirror for us. What is happening in our bodies, in our systems, is reflected in what is happening in hers. If we focus everything upon what's happening with her, if we put her in that first seat, then as she, we begin to restore and regenerate her, 
and her health returns. Her sacred sights light up again. Her esoteric body fills itself full again. It will come to do the same in us and the systems we hold that sustain our lives and our societies. They will come back into right relation and be restored also. That I know. So it helps me see where do I put my focus right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very interesting that the first response for a lot of people, maybe not the first response, but a response for a lot of people that came out of the corona um, original lockdown was to start planting gardens, mm-hmm. um, to start growing food, to start building a relationship in that way with with the earth and how she grows things that nourish our bodies. Um, and, and I know, and I'm hearing it goes beyond that because that's even agriculture is, is a, is a human invention. And there, everything that I have learned from, from my time in sitting with the elders from different indigenous nations is that there are cycles in nature and the way that nature moves teaches us is it is a teaching in and of itself um there's so much to learn from just observing how how she moves and and how to live in right relationship with her and with one another on this planet that information is encoded in in those movements correct and in the breath itself yes in the breath itself. And so right now, you know, what we can celebrate is that we're discovering, we're seeing the disease in the organs of our systems that is perpetuating greed and power mongering and separation that doesn't allow for healthy growth. It's that it's a disease that has it sat down here. So right now, why we celebrate is because we can see the disease now. Right. So we can treat it. Yes, exactly. If I've got a disease in my body and I stay in denial and won't go get any help with it at all, that disease is going to take me out. If I got a disease in my body and I take the courage to embrace it and what it might mean, I might die. Because really, when you get to these kind of moments, you realize, you know, all these things we've done to make sure we were in control are really falsehoods we fed ourselves. Right. Because we're afraid of dying. Yeah. And we got fear to dying because a system put it in us that there, it wasn't a natural part of life. It wasn't a natural cycle. We don't end. we, We just change form. We just... Life keeps moving itself forward. Well, that's what I was going to say too. That the that fear comes from forgetting that death isn't even. I mean, yes, physical death. Our bodies die. the The physical, material world changes in that way, and the essence underneath it all. There is no death. Well, you know, it's a mystery, isn't it? And I think some of what we try to do in the West is we try to define mystery in black and white terms. 
And when we do, we do it a misjustice and we narrow it uh, and we, uh, we, we diminish the possibility of what we could receive if we would leave ourselves in a relationship of the unknown and sit out of curiosity with the mystery. If we enter into, if, if, I'll go back to the body moment. If I realize that I've got a disease and I start to embrace it, I first usually have to go through my fears or my shame or my whatever's coming in that wants to keep me in denial, that wants to keep me shutting down so that I can't heal myself. Once I get through that, because you have to, you just have to go through it. Can't go around it or, you know, like that. That I remember I used to do with my kids and my grandkids, you know, about when you're taking a walk and you're oh, yeah. the path and you got to go over the mountain, you know. Can't go around it. Can't go over it. Can't you go over it. You got to go. Yeah. And we're in one of those moments. We can't go around it any longer. We've really got to go through it. We've got to find the way. Once we get to that place of acceptance, then we start to get we start to allow our curiosity to open itself and we start to explore what are our different possibilities. We start to understand the disease. We start to make it a relations with this disease. Why is it living in here? What's it been trying to teach me? What's it trying to help me learn? What have I gotten so far away from what feeds my spirit that I got diseased? I got, you know, there is a dis ease if you play that play with that word a little bit it's about everything's out of ease when we go back to our nature we come back to our ease we come back to our health and people have spontaneous healings when those moments happen so we're in one of those moments globally right now can we have the courage to to muster through collectively past the places that want to keep us asleep so we can sit in our unknowing and not think we have the answers for this. We don't. The answers will be given if we can sit down in those zero points, if we can light those fires of inspiration and listen to the great mother that is giving us the instruction with how to walk through that time and take that step deliberately and mindfully each part of the way then we will see the solution. I know that a way of life that our First Nation peoples, our original peoples hold even till now is a remedy of this time because it has those earth laws. It has those earth protocols, those way, a way of life that will help sustain life and, uh, and, and all that life touches. That I know. And they're here. They're here representing something. They're here. They walk through stuff that's off the charts, hard. Yeah. They walk through uh, annihilation, genocide. They still kept these lines of prayer, this way of life, unbroken, so it could sit here with us now. I just want to fill up with gratitude that they accomplish that yeah and that even in the process of all of that many have come to sit with us and say i have this to offer will we listen 
I pray about that all the time. So one of the things that you're doing right now that you've helped to put together is this Mother Earth delegation so that we can sit at their feet and listen. Can you talk about that a little bit and how people who are listening to this and who have gotten this far with us in this conversation can have more access? Because I think one of the beautiful things that coronavirus has offered us is, I mean, I remember when I saw that you were going to go to Sweden um, and and do do that, have that delegation again. I remember seeing that and thinking, oh man, I wish I could go, but you know, I'm, I'm going to have a baby. That's not going to happen. Um, and then I was able to be present for that because of coronavirus, because the the trip didn't happen and it ended up happening virtually. And so this great gift, we have this sacred technology that allows us to access now. And there, there have been other um, moments and circles that I've been able to sit sit in with the, the Taboo Nation from Colombia, who I'm going to be able to bring them on this platform also and have their voices heard by more and more people because that's one of the gifts that's being given right now. So, so, so tell us about that Mother Earth delegation and how, how we can hear more of these um, voices from these First Nations people and the amazing teachings that they have so courageously been able to preserve throughout all of this time and trial. Well, thank you for bringing them there. And I just want to say, too, that we're leaving a period where you're going to sit at their feet. You know, we're all going to stand together, mm. unified, mm. all nations. That's what she's calling for. I want to tell you another story about how this came along. You know, I was invited last year to go to London to the Flourishing Diversity Summit. You can go Google their website and take a look at some of the work that unfolded from there. And there were three days, and they had asked me to help curate and create a day to honor the Mother Earth and her waters. And so, of course, I brought in grandmas, and we brought also granddaughters that helped to hold prayer all day long uh, and kept that uh, a, a fluid moment of prayer running through all this. There are about 300 of us there, 27-plus were delegation that I was a part of. And the rest had been invited in that were really ready to listen to our First Nation peoples and receive the instructions Mother Earth was giving them so they could put their resource, their networks, behind that instruction so it could flow more readily and timely. On the third morning, we were given the news that two and a half tons of radioactive waters from Fukushima had been poured in the ocean. And fires had been set in the Amazon. And it was a most amazing moment. And I've had a few in my life. When the creator, the Mother Earth, she threw this lightning bolt right down into the cup of these 300 people. And Arena Rose, who is my Ori, she stood in a traditional way and made a call to action. And all of us stood in union, every nation was a yes in this regard for the mother earth said it is time to declare your sovereignty it is time to restore the original caretakers to the territories 
And it is time to stop trying to talk to those that won't listen. Come and stand in Mother Earth's nation and listen to this instruction. We are going somewhere. So then through the day, we we met. Uh, there was a very full schedule. We met way deep into the night. And finally, they asked that Arena and myself and Loretta Afraid of Bear Cook um, to help continue this delegation moving forward. Arena since has gotten ill and not been able to participate with her, but we carry the visions she's caught and what she's put in motion, honor her for that. And that was leading us to go to Stockholm. So we invited those out of Stockholm because the instruction was to meet in the north and call the leaders of the north and then to go to the south and meet call the leaders of the south and then to go to the, the North America and stand on the Eagle Condor prophecy line and knock at the door. That was kind of the way it was given to us. Um, and so we were starting with the first point. We were going to meet in Stockholm. We brought, we invited the sea delegation out of uh, London. Um, some came, some didn't. And then we invited the Sami and representatives of the Sami peoples so that we could all sit uh, and we have a an uncle that's coming in from greenland um and we have yupik that's come in from alaska so these coal countries were coming to sit we were going to meet for four days in private council so we could see what did the mother earth want from us how would we organize ourselves how would we even name ourselves we had it all ready to go all the plane tickets the visas everything was ready with the sacred fire and Stockholm, our new business partner, was opening his hotel and was a part of receiving all of this. Everything was ready to go. We're about a week and a half out when the bands came and we couldn't travel. And that put us into motion. So um, we were supposed to be in Stockholm March 26th through the 29th. So on March the 28th, we had our first online gathering of the Mother Earth Delegation of United Indigenous Nations. And we were, we offered prayer. Everyone in their own language uh, spoke their prayer and brought a message from the mother, from the Mother Earth about how to walk in these times. There are 24 of us. There were a couple that couldn't be on. All the rest were. It ended up being three-hour session, but no one has ever complained because they said, "Well, Jyoti, we're locked in, at home anyway. This is." <laughs> good medicine for us and it was it was very good medicine i sat there for the whole three hours through it. it and it was a transmission yes and that's what we came to understand it affected thirty-three thousand plus people um and the second one was on may the 16th and in that one we were approached by global days of unity that uplift is sponsoring so that our the voice of mother earth could go even further and so on May the 16th, we participated in that. And now they've approached us. And on June the 20th, there's going to be a global unified days of unity that are going to go from the June the 20th through the 27th. And on that first day, we'll be dedicated and run by our indigenous relatives globally, starting where the sun touches the earth until she goes across the earth. Half of the delegation will be on because of May 16th, so they could have more time to present themselves from the countries they come from, the nations they they are, were born in. Um, now, so this time they're going to have the other half that will be presenting their prayers in a two-hour 
online gathering. Um, I'm just in the midst of starting to plan that, so I don't know exactly the time of that yet, but you can always go to Earth, uh, the uh, um, Earth, and you'll see the schedule. You can also log, log on and see the rest of the, the things that they have done. I was going to uh, say the, the previous recordings are there if people yeah. want to sort of catch up. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and we are also trying to offer one and a half webinar sessions with some of the delegation that have special things they want to put out there. And those are, we've done one and we've got several cooking right now. The first one was led by Steve Newcomb and his daughter Shauna. And uh, they talk about colonization, how it came, how it brought us to this point of imbalance and uh, Shauna has received from spirit what she calls the reverence codes. In fact, she's getting ready to teach a class all about the reverence codes. I think you can go on the center for sacred studies website and find more about that. If you want to enter into it, these are some of the things where the voice of mother earth can just spin itself and, and spread this message to try to wake people up enough so we can listen to her instruction and stay focused on that, which is breaking through. So it's uh it's an adventure. It's uh I don't know where we're going. I pray <laughs> that we'll get back to Stockholm. We're we're holding an intention for the first four, part of October. Um, but the mother has a plan, and I trust in that plan. Mm-hmm. So what it requires of us now in the delegation is because some of us we didn't not everybody knew each other, so everybody's having to meet each other learn from each other, recognize, make relations with each other, and listen to the consult as we consult Mother Earth about what steps she wants us to take and how. And so it's a, it's a teaching that's walking with us right now, and I'm humbled to be a part of it and be able to serve uh, this Mother Earth's intention for all of us right now. That's, that's how I know it. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, I... For me, I've been, I've been present to and witness to and participant in a number of these these gatherings where elders from all different walks and all different parts of the planet come together. And what for me is so beautiful and so important about this coming together right now is. And we saw this like, with Standing Rock too. I remember shedding tears of, of gratitude and understanding to see these tribes that had been at war with one another historically, had been, weren't able to agree on whose way to pray was the better way to pray, you know, uh, which way was the right way. And, and what's so beautiful about what's happening right now is that in in this coming together there is no right way there's all the ways and it's all prayer and so it's all the right way well you know it's like um what they said this world that's that's coming to its ending has been a teaching about separation Mm. Uh, it's taught us that we about our diversity it's taught us that we live in our with our own language and our own customs and our own protocols and our own dress, our own dreaming. Uh, And now we're coming to the end of that space because we're entering into the teachings of unity, 
where we are being asked now to embrace our diversity, uh, to respect the diversity. You know, it's as what she's having me do at the very same time all this is going on is to restore an economic model that's based on reciprocity and collaboration and guided by nature and the sacred. And what that means is that this new platform, as we open to this new cycle, is going to be based on that, how we economize our lives. It's not just about money. Mm -hmm. It's like if you can imagine we're all sitting at this table now, and everyone here has a currency, something the divine has woven and cultivated over many years inside of you. Everyone has a currency. When we all arrive at the table and identify that currency, and all of a sudden the puzzles of that we a puzzle piece each one of us carries, it goes clink, 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 and boom, we get to see what's about to manifest itself through our shared economy. And that's the basis that our new system will grow on and construct itself around to serve all of life and and to serve all of uh, the reciprocity of this currency offered at the table. So we're right there in that kind of big moment. Yes, it's uh, it's all about taking a breath. We're taking an in-breath. They say when she plugs us back in, there'll be a moment when we will recalibrate ourselves into that original line with Mother Earth and the, the divine. And that's going to be a big moment of choice on this planet. You know, we're going, we're going into the new, we're going, the new dawn is here. We're going into the sun. Yeah. So, you know, how we get there, how bumpy this road has to be in order to wake us up and massage us until we, can open ourselves uh, to who we truly are and shed what is no longer serving us. Um, that'll be determined by our collective, our collective choicing. So, but you know, this, your audience, your community, they're a part of that conscious choicing that I'm sure they wouldn't be sitting in this circle with us now. Yeah. And consciousness is contagious. <laughs> if I stay unconscious, everywhere I walk, I make more unconscious. I do things, I, I step on things, I harm things, because I'm unconscious. I don't know I'm even doing it. But when I'm conscious, when I, my awareness and presence is walking in my skin, I walk more gently, I pay attention, I listen, and I spread consciousness. So we're at a moment. Do you want to spread unconscious or conscious? That's our moment. That's our moment we're choosing together. Not just for ourselves in this moment, but for the generations that are standing behind us. What yeah. legacy do we want to hand them? Yeah, and it is, it is a choice that we make in each moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not always the most fun choice. It's a commitment. And it requires a lot of humility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, thank you so much, Jyoti. Um, it's been such a joy and an honor um, to have you share your wisdom with us today. Um, 
I just, I can't say anything, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you each and every one that's gathered and is listening to this. I, 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 my prayer would be is that you found a small seed of something that will water your heart and help you grow your consciousness so you can spread it far and wide. Yes. And please, please, please go to the fountain.earth, go to centerforsacredstudies.org so that you can be resourced. Um, go to the superpowerexperts.com website. There are resources here for you to continue um, receiving and uplifting your consciousness so that you can continue to spread and uplift the consciousness of the rest of the planet. Can I say one last piece here before we close? Please do. We are doing a campaign to help indigenous uh, communities globally through this, through the COVID-19. They're being hit really hard. And many of them are living in places where they don't have water to wash their hands and things like that are going on. Uh, there, if you go to the Center for Sacred Studies uh, website, you will find uh, ways that you can contribute in whatever small way that might be. And if you can't with uh, monies, then please put, put your prayer and your love there so that we can flow in abundant ways and water the roots and the root cultures that are tending to and holding our tree of life for this creation. And I want to say, too, about you don't have to put a lot of money towards it, even a dollar. I mean, there, there's 185,000 people who hear this. If each one of you gives a dollar, that's $185,000. That's a lot. There you go. Takes many, takes many hands to make light work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So this is, this is, I think, you know, let's, let's start to demonstrate how we take care of each other with the understanding that if my brothers and sisters are suffering, then that's an aspect of me that's suffering and that we're not going to get through this as a whole until we start to look at the whole in that way and that we cannot move forward as a collective if there is a whole body of us that are suffering and struggling over here. Mm. And that truly is your superpower. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so much to our listeners. I love you. Thank you for continuing to show up to tune in this way, to attune yourself in this way. Um, keep reaching out. Keep doing the work. I love you. And until next time, go out and love yourselves so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.